0: What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 889. In this episode, I'll discuss which beta blockers should be dialyzed to treat toxicity. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com episode 889. Beta blocker toxicity is often severe, causing bradycardia, hypotension, and cardiogenic shock. Beta blockers are responsible for a sizable portion of fatal poisonings in the United States. Supportive therapy is the mainstay of care. Treatments like high-dose insulin euglycemic therapy, glucagon, and vasopressors are used to treat cardiogenic shock and allow the patient to metabolize or clear the toxic level of beta blockers. However, many commonly used beta blockers are dialyzable to some degree. The Extracorporeal Treatments and Poisoning, or Work workgroup is a body of experts that exists to provide recommendations on the use of extracorporeal treatments and poisoning and recently published a systematic review of dialysis and beta blocker toxicity in the journal Critical Care. While the mechanism of action is the same, beta blockers as a class of medications are quite heterogeneous with some requiring renal adjustment and some having either large or small volumes of distribution or protein-binding capacity. For the review, 76 studies were analyzed, which represented over 300 patients. Toxicokinetic data was available for atenolol, propranolol, and sodolol. The workgroup's recommendations for each medication were at times different depending on whether or not the patient had chronic renal insufficiency. For example, in patients severely poisoned with atenolol and kidney impairment who also have refractory bradycardia and hypotension, dialysis was recommended. But in patients severely poisoned with atenolol and without kidney impairment, no recommendation could be given. The panel made a similar recommendation for sodolol poisoning when refractory bradycardia and hypotension and or recurrent torsades are present in a patient who also has kidney impairment, dialysis was recommended, but no recommendation could be made if kidney impairment is not present. In addition, the guideline authors suggest against performing dialysis in a patient with sodalol toxicity solely based on the QTC interval. Owing to ample data as well as its small volume of distribution in all patients severely poisoned with propranolol, the workgroup recommended against performing dialysis. There are considerable research gaps with the other beta blockers, and the possibility exists that dialysis might be indicated on a case-by-case basis. However, there is not enough data for the workgroup to make firm recommendations. Should a unique case come up, Table 1 of the article contains references and physiochemical properties and pharmacokinetics of immediate release beta blockers that could be used to help make patient-focused decisions on the utility of dialysis in the absence of higher quality data. Once dialysis is initiated to treat beta-blocker toxicity, the workgroup recommends that rather than a target serum concentration, clinicians should use heart rate, blood pressure, and organ perfusion, presence of torsades and vasopressor requirements to help guide the duration of therapy. Members of my hospital pharmacy Academy have access to a video based training on toxidromes and general overdose management, vasopressors, drug induced arrhythmias, high dose insulin euglycemia therapy, plus hundreds of other resources to help in your practice. The hospital pharmacy Academy is my online membership site that teaches pharmacists, practical critical care and hospital pharmacy skills. You can apply at the bedside so you can become confident in your ability to save lives and improve patient outcomes. To get immediate access, go to pharmacyjoe.com slash academy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of The Elective Rotation.